You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on the Cooligans, we are talking about the Premier League a little bit, the Merseyside Derby a little bit, Tottenham, the the collapse of Tottenham mm-hmm. uh, as per usual. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a lot going on in Europe, and we're talking about the Houston Dynamo and their new logo. That's right. Plus, we talked to Shep Messing, and he reveals a lot, like he may have accidentally thrown someone out of a window, <laughs> why he posed without any clothes on, and what exactly is missing from soccer today. That and more today on the Cooligans! Hi, I'm Michelle Akers, and guess what I did today? I hung out with the Cooligans! Yes. Let's do this. <laughs> it's just like, whoa. <laughs> At that point, it's not, it's just a, um, what, what's that, uh, what's that machine? That machine called uh, that you put your hand over and it makes a noise. It's like a, a, a musical instrument. You thought I would know this. <laughs> when you started with... that, you thought I would know the answer to this question. It, it's like, uh, it has an antenna and it makes it, woo. Uh, whatever it's it talks with a T, I think I don't remember the name of it. I'll figure it out. Is that the do- the thing Tweet that the old Chinese dudes are playing on the subway? No, no, no. It's something else. It's like electronic. Anyway, hello okay. everybody. Welcome <laughs> to the Cool Against. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right. And I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right, we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that you have ever witnessed. Okay. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It's also the gulliest. Ah uh-huh. ah. Let's go. That's right. Oh, a theremin. That is the thank you. Our producer JB just chimed in. It is called a theremin. That it sounds is a- like a, a pill you take <laughs> <laughs> to help you with your back pain. <laughs> okay, uh, it, it sort of it sounds like aliens, uh, like the alien noise, like on old TV shows and stuff. Where did anyway, you see this? It's uh, look. I was uh, there was a, a, a time in my life where I wanted to be a musician, a very unorthodox musician, and I was looking into it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I believe that hundred percent. He's like. Okay. Oh, it's an instrument, but it's also a computer. You know? <laughs> it's a very Christian thing. I had, uh, you know, I, I played harmonica in high school, guitar, <sighs> drums. Okay, How did anyway. you and I end up friends? <laughs> uh, hello. All right. So uh, uh, a lot to discuss today. We're excited about today's show because mm-hmm. we're going to be joined by the legendary Shep Messing, obviously uh, a New York Cosmos legend, currently uh, uh, an announcer for the New York Red Bulls, uh, and uh, and yes, and famous for salacious photos in the seventies. Okay. You love to see it, okay? He, uh, <laughs> he got paid for thirst traps. <laughs> <laughs> he invented it, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, let's start today off uh, talking about the the Premier League, especially last week, because uh, last weekend was uh, was pretty nuts. We didn't have uh, any time to talk about it on our last episode, but we want to dedicate some time today because it was pretty nuts. So let's start with the Merseyside Derby. Uh, Everton- should we or should we talk? Should we start Tottenham? Because you know me, 
No, no, no. And no, I know this Arsenal is, lost, but for this, some reason look, I was gleeful this weekend. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, this is the appetizer, but for Alexis, the main course we'll be talking about oh, okay. in, in a moment. <laughs> Ever, Everton against Liverpool, a, mm. a game that would, uh, you know, kind of determine where Everton really are in in their league, right? In in the in the Premier League, and do they really belong in first place? And after this match, even as an Everton supporter, I would probably say they probably do not deserve to be in first place at the moment. But it is what it is. I mean, look, you you did the league a service. You got rid of the greatest defender in the league. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan Pickford's crotch. <laughs> no, so ridiculous. So let's start there, right? Obviously, uh, Liverpool give up. Uh, uh, they score an early goal. Sadio Mane was incredible this game. Uh, Sadio Mane but- has been incredible for like a three or four year stretch. The only problem with Sadio Mane is that he plays with Mohamed Salah. It really <laughs> is. The only thing stopping Sadio Mane from yeah. being one of the highest paid soccer players in the world. Yeah, he, got, he would uh, be scoring probably a little bit more but this is what makes liverpool uh liverpool right and and yes let's talk about the the injury uh mm-hmm. to virgil van dyke after jordan pickford is going to stop a ball doesn't even really uh uh you know he clearly he's not really focused on the ball he's just kind of just like trying to get in front of the player but does uh just a, a poor tackle that, that it's like a uh, like a scissor tackle you know it's a shame yeah. and i think virgil van dyke had surgery I just realized Virgil van Dyke got injured by uh, uh, Virgil van Dyck. I just <laughs> sorry. What? <laughs> I just wanted is, to say van Dyck. <laughs> I just want to say that. Okay, you got to talk I, about some nerd instrument. It, I can't. Is it, is it? Is it a joke? Do all the jokes make sense on this show? No, no they do not. No, but... <laughs> that's not what you come here for. <laughs> but Alexis, he said the thing that he wanted to say on television, and you know what? It's made his week. He okay. feels, feels great I'm going to be himself. texting Christian for hours after this. Say, I can't yo, believe yo, yo, I actually yo. said that. You Remember, you remember when I said Virgil van Dijk out of, completely out of context and made really made no real sense? Yo, yeah, that was great, wasn't right? it? Yeah, yeah. That was fire, right? I wish you cut that clip for social. <laughs> anyway, look, uh, a lot of people have been upset with Jordan Pickford. I think it was a it, it was a, a, a poor attempt at at blocking a shot. It wasn't really that. He was like trying to get, really stop the player from making a move uh, to to get the ball. And, he went and, in too high. Because that is a that is a typical goalkeeper sort of spread out, uh, try to find, try to block yeah. all angles, try to make yourself as big as possible. But he but he went towards the player as he did that, and definitely, right. and and uh, you know, uh, Virgil Van Dyke uh, hyperextends uh, his knee a, a little bit. You can see. I, I don't know how se- serious the injury is, but he did have ligament damage, and the, supposedly the, he's out for a significant amount of the season. Yeah, if I not heard the whole the, season. The, yeah, the initial thing I heard was like seven eight months. I don't know if it, it's going to be that long we haven't heard we're we're taping this on on uh, on the 19th so we don't know exactly the status so that might have already been updated but right. I, I i don't think jordan pickford there was any in it was it reckless uh yes uh i think if it ended if, up being reckless it may not be the intention might not have been to, to yeah, hurt. yeah. If, the look if jordan pickford is not if he was a field player and does this challenge i think people are more upset it's more v- vicious as a goalkeeper, you have a certain sense of like, oh, well, he's trying to stop. He's throwing his body. He's doing the goalkeepers 
tend to be a little bit more reckless, which is the nature of their job. Right. Uh, so I think that's why uh, uh, there's there's the you can give him the benefit of the doubt that he wasn't trying to hurt anybody. Right. Um, but the, the 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 one that upset me even more was the Richarlison tackle, the the red card uh, he sent off. Uh, the tackle on Tiago was. It was it felt like Everton was not trying to they were in a point of panic or something or like they that they they were so afraid to lose that they were playing just so recklessly uh and and look it ended up two two the 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 controversy obviously the 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 offside call on Sadio Mane um you know which before the goal for Jordan Henderson which I don't even look again. I'm an Everton supporter. I do not understand how that's offside. That is, it is. VAR doesn't know how it's offside. (laughs) VAR is like, I'm not telling you to do this. I have no idea what they were looking at. What body part is it that they draw on the lines with? Here's the thing. I love it. Is it a clear and obvious error? And you would always say no. It's uh, unbelievable. But they did say, we're going to go with what the machine says. If the machine spits out, this is bad, then you got it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's yeah. only so much you could do. Like, you can't imagine they would have said, well, technically the line is here, but now we're going to say it's not. Then Everton fans would be like, whoa, wait a minute. We said yeah. we were going to go with them. So you kind of have to do it. But I think everyone on board is like, hey, dude, I love mayhem. You know me. I love bedlam. This is too much. <laughs> this is too far. It it's was literally a like. Pixel. It's a couple of pixels. And, and we've said this before because this happened on a on a goal that was, I think, t- taken away by Raheem Sterling a, a couple months ago. Right. The, the, the f- cameras cannot capture. The, the like the they don't capture every single moment in time the every frame like it's literally there's a gap between moments yeah and i think that that's what this really is it's just like there's no way you would take that goal away it's just it, it makes absolutely no sense well um, folks you've heard an everton fan <laughs> complaining about taking a goal away from their being, biggest rival i love being in first feels yeah. good uh, you know th- this is but you want it the every, right way this is part of every season but i just i i i i, I, I thought it was a, a ridiculous way that the, the fact that that goal was taken away that, that that's not clear and obvious enough to me I, I don't think i think everton still played well and held their own outside of giving up an early goal uh, I thought they played pretty well uh, for the most part. The the wow. other, uh, I'm real quick. Tottenham, giving up yeah. uh, up three up three zero, uh, and then boom, the uh, Lanzini uh, golazo. Lanzini nice. is a gooner, baby. <laughs> There's nothing I love more than talking about Tottenham, <laughs> even though this this isn't a loss. Oh, buddy, it feels like it. You know? Oh boy. Uh, it's and a, also, just... if you're Amazon, you picked the wrong year. You got in a little <laughs> early. This year would have been ratings of gold. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, we were just mentioning three nil up uh, for and what they scored the first uh, those, those three goals in the first like, like the first 15, 20 minutes. Fifteen yeah, twenty yeah, yeah. minutes. Uh, Unbelievably dominant. They looked. They looked incredible. And West Ham is like got him right where we want. <laughs> <laughs> going into this, uh, going into that second half, I'm like, oh, but it's, it's probably going to get a little bit worse. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. they'll pull one back. Who knows? And then, yeah, in about the 80th minute, West Ham does get one. I'm like, there's clearly not enough time. It's uh, uh, you know get... what do they call constellation goal? All right, yeah. no clean sheet for Tottenham. Oh, you know, bummer. You know, yeah. maybe this would would have uh, galvanized the team uh, right. you know, having that 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 strong performance uh but you know but, but at least they'll leave with three points right uh, and then <laughs> then you hate to see the the, the colombian uh, uh davis davison sanchez uh giving up an own goal uh after heading the ball uh into his own net just a 
you know, who knows? You know, it was just it was just really bad. It looked like he was it was, it was intentional. It was. Yeah. yeah I mean, honestly, great header, you know. And let me tell you this. Most people watching that match would be like, oh, that's unfortunate. But Tottenham has been the best team all game. It's yeah. fine. Arsenal fans and Tottenham fans in particular were like, oh, no, no, <laughs> it has happened yet again. <laughs> well, even at the, after when they gave the second goal, there was a little bit of a feeling like, oh, this is going to happen. It's did you, happen, did happen. you feel that way? Because as an Arsenal fan who loves watching Tottenham collapse, I was just like, babe, make popcorn. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> no, after, after the first goal, I did not think it was going to happen. After the second goal, I knew it was going to yeah. happen. Okay, good. Then, All right. So you, then, my, your friendship with me yeah. has given you the opportunity to sense and what then, Tottenham is going to spurs it, it up. It, was, it, was, it, came, it went from, uh, you know, just I knew it was going to happen to absolute 100% certainty when <laughs> Gareth Bale did the great move uh-huh. Cut inside, gets in, has 1v1 with the keeper. All he has to do is pass Gala. it into the net. By the way, <laughs> the most Gareth Bale opportunity of all <laughs> Gareth Bale opportunities. And yet, the the bird on a ball <laughs> over his heart says, wait, wait, wait. We no. have rules here on this club. <laughs> oh, I know you, you used to play here, but you must be new here. Okay? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, this is so very not a real type of space, okay? No, no, no. <laughs> and and uh, great chance and hits it wide. I don't know how uh, he misses that chance. Also, the ghost of his Tottenham ancestors <laughs> guided it away and said, "No, no, no! Our fans are not allowed to celebrate." And then um, the, the, I mean, the shot from Lanzini. I mean, what if we if we look back a little bit of how all that happened? It was a you know a, kind of a dumb foul uh, to to cause the free kick. Harry winks. Why doesn't he clear it? Why does he? He tries beautiful to beautiful pass to Lanzini. <laughs> he, he tries to control it, or it it, it, it was a fifty fifty ball. I, I forgot who was going for the ball. It's but his it first like, touch. It's his it's first it. touch. He thinks is going to guide it slightly away from where the player's momentum is taking him, yeah. and he'll have this open space to run and and take it off. And then apparently the ball just you know Giassi Zardes is off his foot. <laughs> <laughs> and Lanzini was like, well, all we right, can't, here we go. <laughs> don't bring Jazzy into this because, again, he's playing a spectacularly. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, if we're going to claim that foul of touch. It. I, I get know. the jokes, but, the, you know, Jazzy also just uh, dominated NYCFC as well. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, but Again, I got to get my shots in when I can here. <laughs> Always. This show is built to take down Jazzy's artists, <laughs> even though he's playing well. Uh, Imagine he played for Tottenham. I mean, this show would be 24-7 <laughs> talking about him, you know? The, uh, the, the, the shot from Lanzini was absolutely spectacular. He, he, he the put your laces through it. Nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine times that shot is taken. It is in the stands alone, <laughs> bouncing off of those tarps that are covering in the seats. It's uh, because well, it's against Tottenham. Are you talking about Tottenham fans? What are you no. talking about? <laughs> Hilarious. It's, it's a joke, everybody. It's a joke. So relax. <laughs> so because this is against Tottenham. That ball goes top corner. <laughs> Yo, that, I mean, beautiful. It, it, there was something. It was almost better that it didn't just cl- cleanly go in. It, um, it careened Hugo off Lloris, the bottom of the. Oh, yeah, did Hugo it? Got a finger. Did tip he? On it. He, t- he I did. I didn't see that. Oh, it, that makes it so much better. He got a fingertip. It almost. It, to be honest, it it felt like the ball was was tr- was not going to go in or might have hit the post uh, it might have hit the crossbar and th- there's something about Larice stopping it a little bit that 
that changed the spin maybe and it hit the bottom of the crossbar and then hit the post and then went in it was incredible oh (laughs) god i feel like i'm watching it all over again (laughs) wash over me (laughs) wash over me (laughs) oh my goodness we should uh talk about the houston dynamo that's right uh, the athletic soccer uh uh, the athletic have uh, had posted uh the the story they they got Insider info. Okay. About their, their their new logo. Because uh, yo, athletic is everywhere. They're like, yo, I heard this barber told this guy who yeah. knows this dude who's an electrician at this person's <laughs> house. Like they're all, all in. I, I, and Pablo fixed that guy's car. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's why the transmission was free. Just give me the photo of the new. But like if you look at it, right, Houston Dynamo's logo is a little the current one, the official logo, it's mm-hmm. a little dated, right? It feels a little bit like um I don't know, like, I guess MLS 2.0, we'll say, right? Sure. So James Harden is an owner now, right? Things are different. So they got to get a new look, right? And so you saw the logo, right? It's like a D and an H. And we've, I've said this on the show. All you have to do is put the first letter of the city you're in's name, and people will wear that hat. That's it. That's what you yeah. have to do. It's very simple, right? Uh, they went with the, with the H and the D sort of interlocking, and it looks like, almost like, like highway lines or something like, like map uh, streets. Yeah, yeah. It looks uh, similar to the, the Notre Dame uh, logo. Yeah, but it's not like full block lettering. It's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's just like the outline, the shaded outline of the lettering. But I, I kind of – I don't love it, right? But I'm, I'm very harsh when it comes to logos. You could care less, right? If it was just a, an old soccer ball, <laughs> you know, with Houston ran over, you'd be like, yeah, good yeah. enough for me. Get just it on the, a shirt. The, the old timey, just leather bound balls. With the stitching. <laughs> it's, it's, Fine with it. Who cares? I want to see like, you know, I want to see golazos. I could yeah. care less about what, what, uh, you know, what little cartoons uh, they <laughs> have, uh, they have on their shirts. And Not that to me is the most important part. Let's say <laughs> your art department is almost more important than the 11 uh, on the field, but they also have a little lighting bulb on the bottom now which is kind of cool right they didn't have okay. that before uh it's All also right. now called houston dynamo fc which i know it always has but it just feels less like the houston dynamo now it's houston yeah. dynamo football well, club well the fc was it is the fc is new it was just houston dynamo uh, right as well sim, sim, similar to like portland timbers portland timbers are not portland timbers football club they are uh they're portland timbers and there's no you know are not you sure every about team, that i'm 100 sure and also and their their twitter account their Twitter, Twitter account says um, Timbers FC, but the, it's only for their Twitter account. Their actual official name is just Portland Timbers. I believe you are right. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> that's uh, a first for this show, folks. <laughs> uh, so we got more. We get back right after this with Jeff Messing. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break in with a word from one of our sponsors. Ooh, a new sponsor, Viore Clothing. That's right. A new perspective on performance apparel. And it is absolutely perfect if you are sick and tired of traditional old workout gear. Well, I need to go get workout gear in the past <laughs> to get sick and tired of. But I will tell you this. this we- is, is this product the time machine? <laughs> oh, no. Should I have found myself disgusted or tired of other workout gear? But I, you know what's funny? I, so I, I got myself two pants because... You know me, I just love lounging around in my underwear in my home, and I'm the only one. Uh, <laughs> and the neighbors are even like, we need to get you more curtains, bro. Uh, but I love it. So D was like, come on, it's starting to get cold. Please start wearing pants. And I got these two. I got two performance joggers. And yo, let me tell you something. These things are so comfortable, and you can go outside in them. 
So it's like, you know what I mean? If I got to throw out trash, now I don't have to go find pants. I got them right here. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I got to go well, get a sandwich, yeah, I'm already wearing the pants. Because <laughs> you, you usually throw out the trash with no pants, and it's becoming a problem in your neighborhood. You know, I did it once, and it uh, <laughs> turns out even at 2 in the morning, people are walking by. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I got the, uh, the, the, the performance shorts, uh, which are great. They have a, a, a lining on the inside as well. I feel like uh, like I the OG like an, Jordan, right? Yeah, I feel like an, like an NFL Cornerback in training, you know what I mean? <laughs> you <laughs> so know, it's dope. But I you honestly catch my passes from Nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing is the 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 shirt. I got like a performance crew, and it's like I think that's kind of the main thing is that it's workout clothing that you can do absolutely anything with. You can you can hike, you can do yoga, you can play soccer, you can do, literally do anything. You could just lounge around like Alexis. Uh, right. So there's a, a lot of options. Okay, it's it's incredibly versatile. In fact, the one you got, it says here that it's one short for every sport right which includes i guess sitting on the couch and playing fifa <laughs> which right hey look athletes that's, play video games hey, i don't know what you're talking right. about that's a, you're an e-gamer okay you're, <laughs> you're not just laying there okay <laughs> i gotta start gaming so i can claim that but these i'm not kidding like i got they're kind of like almost like sweatpants really uh the other ones that i have here uh they're a little bit of a thicker material and these just came in perfect now that the weather's starting to get a little bit chilly especially in this house where i don't control the heat in my apartment exactly. so this is absolutely perfect so you could lounge you could do whatever you could either play sports or you could eat food in them. <laughs> <laughs> and look, look, uh, Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, uh, they are offering 20% off your first pur- purchase. Uh, so get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing uh, on the planet at vioreclothing.com slash gully. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash gully. Not only will you receive 20% of your first purchase, but hey, how about you enjoy some free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. I don't even think they offer that. I think that's just us giving you free returns. <laughs> that may the, or may not be true. <laughs> that's the Cooligans hookup. Okay? I, we got you, yo. So just go to vioreclothing.com slash gully and discover the versatility of Viore Clothing. All right, baby, we're back on a Cooligans living room FC, and I'm excited because our guest is here. And uh, this is... I mean, from for me and for us, it's one of the voices of soccer, but for many people... Uh, this dude is was in goal during what a lot of people would consider the golden era of soccer in the U.S. A Cosmos legend, legend, legend without <laughs> yeah. a doubt, right? And maybe some of our fans are like. I think I've seen a lot of this dude. <laughs> I didn't okay. even know he played soccer, but I know. <laughs> Funny because what I saw of him made me sweat, you know? Uh, <laughs> this guy, absolute legend. You probably already knew who we're talking about. Uh, one of my favorite personalities in all of soccer. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving. In fact, pull over and put your hands together for the one, the only, Shep Messing. Shep, what is good? <laughs> Thank you, my guys. And I, I got to tell you, I'm fans of both of you and your show. I don't do this. I, I really don't do it. And you know, when you tried to book me, I said, no, man, I'm out fishing. <laughs> Trust me. No, we are we are absolutely grateful for your time. Uh, you know, if people are not aware of uh, of your uh, career, of what you're currently doing, you're obviously on MSG, uh, Red Bulls uh, announcer, uh, you know, the, the, the color commentator, along with Steve Cangelosi. Uh, one of my, honestly, you know, uh, look, obviously, 
full disclosure, we obviously do a show for NYCFC, mm-hmm. but you two are are one of my favorite pair of announcers uh, for uh, in MLS. You guys are incredibly entertaining. So uh, I, let, let's start there. You have an incredible broadcasting uh, career. Uh, you've worked in, in, in some different companies, different broadcasters, all this stuff. What is the uh, uh, sort of feeling of, of, of going from, from playing to, to being, you know, being a stellar player and then also trying to be the best broadcaster and best announcer you could be? Guys, so let me tell you, I'll answer that question and then we'll get down and dirty. Yeah. But to answer that question, it's advice I give young players, uh, young adults, men and women, whatever they do in life. And the advice is do it the best you can. If, if you're sweeping the floor at Walmart, run up and down, do it the best you can. So a transition from being a player, an athlete, a pro into the broadcast booth it's the same mantra. If you're going to do it, do it right and work at it, right? You can't just take an old jock. You guys know you're broadcasters, you're entertainers. You can't just throw them in the booth. And that's what happens, whether it's Fox or ESPN or Madison Square Garden or yes, these guys just get thrown into the booth with very little instruction, very little coaching. So you got to take it upon yourself to learn your trade. You guys know it's a trade. So you yeah. study, you work at it. You want to look, whatever you do, and I tell my kids the same thing, be the best you can be. That That's really all that anybody can ask. So I was lucky. Look, I had an unbelievable playing career. And it was a playing career that I always thought was going to end the next year. You know, this was soccer 40, 50 years ago, dudes, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went and that's to, I went a, they to, said dudes back then. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to Harvard and my mother said, You're doing what? You're playing soccer? <laughs> you know, Harvard and you're playing soccer for 75 bucks on the weekend for some team I never heard of. So I took it one year at a time, right? Got out yeah. of college, was an all-American, played for the US at the Olympic Games. That's another whole story. Yeah. Back and I was in law school and I found out I was drafted by a team I never heard of, the Cosmos, right? And I went to my father, who was a lawyer, and I said, Dad, I really want to drop out of law school and play soccer. What do you think? And he said, the last thing the world needs is another lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought he'd be like, objection. (laughs) (laughs) So so the point is, my career just happened and I loved every minute. I'm playing for $100 and then I pick up the paper and I read Pele signed to play on my I said, what? Am I, am I hallucinating? Yeah. Am I, it was the, it was the seventies. Was I on drugs? Is this, this can't be. And the answer is yes, you were. (laughs) Right. But is the guy in the newspaper on drugs? Is this real or not? Also, I love your advice of like, no matter what you do, be the best. Is that what you told the photographer during your Playgirl photo shoot? So it wasn't Playgirl, right? This was uh, I. So I did I did some research that I probably should not have done. Uh, and it was Viva Viva magazine. Thank you for getting it right. Thank no you. No problem. So again, Viva. shocked it doesn't. It's not still in the newsstands. <laughs> I'll give you a funny story about that one, right? So again, I'm playing soccer. It's really part-time. It's before Palais, right? So we're making $2,000 for the season. I'm working at the airport at KLM. I'm playing in the German-American League. 
and I'm teaching at, at a at a high school out here, Westbury High School, right? The magazine comes out. I must have been 23 years old, the, the high school girls, you know, 16, 17. The magazine comes out. All the girls in the high school go running out, buy the magazine, and I and the principal calls me in and fires me. Right? He said, you, "What did you do?" I said, "I'm just trying to get exposure for the team because really yeah. we had no fans. It, it's not a highlight <laughs> of my career." Yeah, I mean, when yeah, I think you might have misunderstood the word exposure. You know, <laughs> when marketing people talk about exposure, I think they mean to, <laughs> to a lot of people, not just a lot of you. <laughs> listen, listen, I told you I was making two thousand dollars playing soccer. They paid me ten grand to do the magazine. So, hey. oh, buddy. You do it. <laughs> I'd be I'd be spreading cheek in front of a photographer in a minute. <laughs> well, this this is interesting because so, because we did uh, recently we did the the, uh, the for South Bronx United yep. United we did the the FIFA tournament that uh, we were calling the games and stuff and we got to talk a little bit about this but this was actually a a really difficult time in your life right because after you did this you were really uh, punished by by the team you were you were sent off yeah uh, you we broke some morality clause right. For, for doing being the centerfold in this magazine. So again, it, it, it's a it's a lesson for all people in life, right? How do you deal with adversity? How do you deal with prosperity? Sometimes when you're prosperous, you know, it goes to your head, and sometimes you quit when things get tough. So yes, the team called me in. They said I violated a morals clause. Uh, they cut me, put me on waivers. Uh, I sued them, you know, because my father was a lawyer. Right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. And I ended up winning the lawsuit that there was no morals clause. And I still have the letter framed on a wall from the president <laughs> of the Cosmos because he said it's the most amicable, amicable lawsuit I've ever had. And if I ever sign Pelé, I'll make sure his father is not a lawyer. Well, <laughs> two years later, he signs Pelé. In the meantime, I hitchhike around. I try and get tryouts. I get signed by uh College coach that I played against, he was coaching in Boston. He signed me to a contract. I led the league in goalkeeping. At that time, there were penalty kicks for every game, no draws. So my first game is at Yankee Stadium against the team that just signed Pelé, right? Yeah. I, I grew up two blocks from Yankee Stadium. I have a great game. I stopped Pelé all night. We go to penalty kicks. He takes the last one. I save it. And my team wins the game. The next week, the Cosmos goalkeeper, Bob Rigby, breaks his collarbone. And Pele says, I want that guy in Boston. I want the Boston goalkeeper. So I got traded back for the Cosmos and my career kept going. Wow. wow. I mean, after, there's, there's... after a lawsuit, after getting <laughs> getting kicked off the team, uh, pretty much, I mean, Pele was the LeBron building a team uh, before LeBron. I mean, it's Pele. If he was like, get me a new stadium, he would have gotten it. <laughs> uh, Shep, uh, we, we have a bunch of questions uh, from fans, uh, and, and I want to get uh, get to a couple of them. You uh, so we had a question from Sean Forsyth. He had asked. He said uh, from Gully Squad, our supporters group. He said, as someone who has been part of the modern soccer in the U.S. from pretty much the beginning, what are uh, your favorite ways that the game has grown, both the national team levels and at the club levels? Yeah, great question. And and look for me, uh, I'll go back to Red Bull Arena. I'll start there because when they built Red Bull Arena, uh, the owners of Red Bull brought in 
all the old cosmos. Pele came in, Franz Beckenbauer, Carlos Alberto, sort of a, a passing, right? A passing of the torch from the old to the new. And I'll never forget sitting at Red Bull Arena. Uh, the opening game was a, a friendly between Red Bull and Santos. And I'm sitting up there in the stands with Pele on one side and Franz Beckenbauer and Carlos Alberto. And Franz just shook his head and he said, I, I, I just never in my life thought you'd have a stadium like that here. Remember, we played at Old Giant Stadium, which was awesome. 77,000 people watching us. Yeah. And Pele said the same thing. He just looked down at the field and said, boy, I, I'm glad I came to this country. I think I helped start this, and I'm thrilled to see how it is now. So, look, day and night compared to what I call the pioneers of the sport, um, and you could keep going back. Everybody has selective memory. It, it didn't start with Major League Soccer 25 years ago. They were the greatest players in the world that came here. No, uh, soccer started when Atlanta United uh, got into the league. Yeah. You got that right. <laughs> we, we, we were all excited about that. Yeah. How, how they doing now? Yeah. <laughs> Although it must have reminded you of the old days, huh? 70,000 people at a football stadium, <laughs> right? Uh, listen, and let me, let me talk about the national team, right? Yeah. National team right now, look. Uh, uh, catastrophic disaster, not to, not to make the World Cup. But back in my day, true story, I'd get a call uh, the night before and say, hey, we're playing Italy in Hartford. <laughs> C- can you go to the game? <laughs> really, uh, oh, where am I going to sit? No, 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 you're going to be in goal. No, <laughs> can no, I get a, pro- a plus one? Well, no, only one person allowed to go. You want me to be the goalkeeper? <laughs> Let me tell you about the night before. True story. So th- we got $25, all right? Gas money and meal money. So we all head up to Hartford the night before the game. Charlie McCulley, Henry McCulley, you know, the whole group of guys. But we didn't have enough money for food, so we drank beer the whole night. I'll be night. honest, we, I don't know who any of those people are. I'll be, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't think they were citizens. We just got, yeah. you know, a bunch of guys. They're people who answered the phone. That's who they yeah. are. They had the we, phone book back then, like, all right, that McCulley's not working. Let's call the next McCulley. <laughs> we drank so much beer the night before that we get on the field against Italy. They play the national anthem, and half the guys are throwing up because it was like 100 degrees during the day. Hey, look, the national team now, night and day from how it used to be. I mean, do we still look? We didn't have Polisic. We didn't have Weston McKinney. We didn't have, look at Caden Clark coming on the scene now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. this generation of players, the last generation, look, we had a, a an elegant class when it was Landon Donovan and Demarcus Beasley and Marcello Balboa. Brian McBride, but it's getting better and better. So, look, we got a long way to go, but for the guys who played before, we're in a real good spot now. Um, what we uh, go, go for go it. Ahead. Uh, so we have a question from Felix Palau, who is an NYCFC fan, but he said, um, being that you're from the Boogie Down Bronx, you're from the Bronx, um, how did it feel to play in a city that really didn't care about soccer during your days? And also now, what do you think about there possibly maybe one day being a stadium a couple of blocks from where you grew up? Could you imagine that? A soccer-specific stadium in your actual neighborhood. Yeah, good question. And, and and look, let me just again point to one year, 1977. That was Pele's final year. We played the year before at Yankee Stadium, Shea Stadium, until they built Giant Stadium. But that year, we were the hottest team in town. 
bigger than the New York Giants, bigger than the Jets. One of the highlights of my life, it was a baseball player named Reggie Jackson, Hall of of Famer. But after our game at at Giants Stadium, Pelé, Franz, we'd get in a limousine. We'd go to New York City. And Reggie Jackson, he's outside a restaurant in his purple Rolls Royce. They wouldn't let him in. But they let us in. They took us in. So I went like this. Bye, Reggie. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. It ain't October, Mr. October. He can't come in today. Listen, yeah. I, I, NYCFC. You told, you told, you told Reggie, uh, you're the straw that stirs the drink, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I pointed to Pele. I said, he's yeah. the straw. I said, I'm just with him. Yeah. Look, I'm barely ice in this drink. Here. Yeah, I'm, I'm tagging along, but. Look, in the Bronx, Yankee Stadium, they'll build a stadium for NYCFC, and I think it'll be dynamite. Okay, uh, yeah, and, and and simply the the, the fact, well, what have uh, your experiences been like for the the Hudson River Derby? You call you call uh, several of these matches. Uh, you know, I, I it, it's it's a it's a I, for us, uh, you know, being NYCFC fans, it has been a you know, such a, you know, those first couple of years were just like, we, you know, hopefully we can beat them once, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that'd be lovely. But now things just seems to be evening out uh, a little bit. What, what, what do you think, what do you make of the Derby as, and it's coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, how, how do you feel about it now? Look, you guys know Derby's can't be manufactured. They have to be real and, and they get real. If, if some stuff happens, right. A seven, nothing game, a fight in the tunnel, they really ramp up when these teams meet in the playoffs, then there's a real rivalry, right? But I don't want to hear any more about the Northwest, right? But Portland, Seattle, give me a break. This is New Jersey, (laughs) New York, right? You know, welcome to the real world. So, (laughs) look, they have great fans out there, but give me a break. I wouldn't trade Red Bulls, NYCFC for any other pair in the league. Wow. All right, well put. Well, we got a question from MJ Lee. She said, uh, in his me- uh, memoir, Bruce Arena credited you, Shep Messing, with being the first person to teach him how to be a goalkeeper while Arena was in college. Uh, she- MJ wants to know, uh, what was it like to know, to think that Shep, uh, to, sorry, to think that Bruce uh, sort of gave you that credit? And what was his potential back then as an athlete and as a soccer player? And what do you think of him now? Look, Bruce, Bruce is a close friend, full disclosure. And, and I met him in a weird way, and he dedicated a chapter in his book to me, Shep Messing's influence. So I'm trying to think of the bad stories I have to tell. So uh, before I, before I went to Harvard, I was at NYU and I got kicked out. I happened to accidentally drop my roommate out of the second floor window. And it I happens. Who among it us has happened. not been in that exact yeah. situation? Yeah. Look, I'm from Newark. A lot of accidents have happened. You know? <laughs> so I get kicked out of NYU. My mother is a professor at Nassau Community College. My high school coach is a soccer coach there. I go take some courses there. I can't play. I'm not eligible to play. I'm 19 and the coach comes to me and says, look, I have this unbelievable lacrosse player, Bruce Arena. I want to make him my goalkeeper. So I spent that year, I was already playing for the Olympic team, traveling around the world, and I was coaching Bruce. Bruce was a world-class athlete, All-American lacrosse at Cornell, uh, unbelievable soccer player, got drafted by my team, the New York Cosmos, and I said to Bruce, don't come here because she ain't never going to play <laughs> behind me. And <laughs> it, Bruce went on to have a legendary and iconic coaching career. You know, for me, 
any sport, John Wooden in, in basketball, uh, Bill Belichick in, in football, Bruce Arena is for sure the best American coach ever. And I think he's a legendary coach in any sport. So, But a great athlete, to answer the question, nobody remembers that, but he was could have been an All-American in two sports, lacrosse and soccer. Okay. We're here with Shep Messing, uh, famous goalkeeper uh, in the U.S. Uh, you know, training regimens such as drinking beer all night the night before a match, <laughs> finding out that you're in the match 10 minutes before the match, uh, but also a great broadcaster. Uh, now that you're in the broadcast booth, you get to sort of watch as players are developing. And you mentioned players like Caden Clark and Christian Pulisic and, and some, and obviously like, uh, you know, um, uh, I can't, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Who was the player that just went to Salzburg? Brendan Aronson. No, not Brendan Aronson. Uh, I'm sorry, Leipzig. Tyler Tyler Adams. Adams. Jeez, I'm sorry. I couldn't (laughs) think of his name. I'm like, is it Tim Allen? I'm like, I know that's not it. That's a comedian. Uh, But when you're watching some of these players develop now, it seems like there's a lot of confidence coming up for the next World Cup. And maybe that's really dumb of us as Americans because we didn't make it to the last one. What do you think is missing from the way players are developing in the U.S.? Do you think anything's missing? Do you think it's fine? What are your thoughts on the way these kids are starting to develop now? I think it's still youth development in this country is a is catastrophic nightmare. It, it really is. We, we, we're going on. Look, the beauty of the sport and the problem, the beauty is there's nothing in the world that transcends politics, race, religion, socioeconomic boundaries than than soccer. But instead of embracing it all, we're the most fragmented, screwed up audience player development country in the world so is it pay for play do you go the to an academy if you live in this country whether you're an immigrant or born here to me your single aspiration should be to go to college right so all of these diverging paths the path of a tyler adams or a polisic or or brendan aronson they're they're all different so how do we navigate it I think it's hard because we're like 50 different countries, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, But I think it's got to be affordable and it's got to be inner city and it's still not. It's still, for the most part, if you have the money, it's a white suburban sport for player development. And we're never going to get to where we should be if that remains. I don't have the answer how to turn it into inner city development, but the kids need fields, They need fields to play. So that, to me, is the ultimate goal, that it's affordable and available to everybody. Yeah. The second thing that's wrong, the last thing I can go on and on is, is, you know, at at six, seven, eight years old, we're organizing, teaching tactics, trying to win trophies. That's ridiculous. If you go to Bayern Munich or Dortmund or or Leipzig, they don't play in an 11 v. 11 game until they're 14. They're playing short-sided, five-a-side, technical skill. If you take away the love and joy and creativity of the game, you're never going to get where you want to be. So there's no easy fix. It's a big country, a lot of – but but it's, it's, it's a money grab for the most part. And, and once you stop grabbing for the money, then hopefully we can develop more, better players. 
Yeah, I mean, thank you, Shep Messing, for well spitting str- straight facts on okay. this show. We appreciate <laughs> it. You sure you didn't become a lawyer? Because that was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's you know, saying everything that you're saying with the Harvard cap on it makes it feel a little bit more legitimate. Right, I'll be it's honest. official. You know, <laughs> okay. if I had my Devry hat on, you right, may right, not right, right. be impressed. You know? I'll, I'll get. I'll give you my true Harvard story. So I get to Harvard, right? And I said, I, I don't know how I got in, right? But I got accepted. <laughs> and a friend of mine said, I said, what do I do now? How am I going to pass? I'm like, so he said, find this guy, Pete Varney, and take any class he's taken. Pete Varney is six foot five, all American in football and baseball at Harvard. So I go up, introduce myself to Pete, and, and Pete says, come with me, right? So I sign up for the class. True story. I get to class my first day at school there. And and I see the whole hockey teams in the class, Pete Varney, a bunch of soccer players, um, and, and the professor gets up at the microphone and he goes, he looks around the room, he sees the hockey team, everybody else. He said, okay, uh, this is Canadian history. I know you guys call it Slapshot 12. And if the, <laughs> ceiling, if the ceiling fell down, the average IQ of Harvard would go up by 20 points. So I, I followed Pete around. <laughs> anyway, genius. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, it may, yeah, it's uh, like, all right, it's going to be an easy A. I <laughs> so I'll see you at the end of the year, Deitch. <laughs> no, listen, I took, I took my roommate, was the uh, dear friend of mine to this day, uh, Charlie Thomas. He was the captain of the Gambian Olympic team in soccer. He was my roommate. And Charlie, you know, back then, Afro-American studies were coming in. So I went with Charlie. Charlie said, come with me. I'll help you with (laughs) Afro-American studies. (laughs) I had a great time there. That's like my wife is Italian. She sat next. We went to college together. She sat next to me in Italian class. I'm like, this is amazing. She ended up cheating off of me. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) I thought I I was like, turns out Jersey Italian doesn't translate to actual Italian. (laughs) It's not mozzarella in real Italian. (laughs) I I do. uh, uh, It's interesting uh, like especially mentioning about inner city because uh, speaking the rebels just um were working with the the, the black players for change uh or, or organization uh to build uh they just built two uh uh, uh pitches on in York, uh, mini Jersey, pitches and yeah in Newark, in, Newark, in, Newark. in Newark which is uh, awesome to see so it, it, it's great because the you know th- this is why you know we, Alexis and I talk about this all the time but I mean it's sort of why our show kind of exists to to, to kind of just keep putting out that out there in the world that the, the you know we are inner city we were inner city kids and and we didn't get to we, we had to find soccer yeah. you know yeah. it didn't find us so I'm 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 hoping that the, the you know the words that you're saying kind of echo across uh, the pe- people in positions of power, uh, you know, to, to to make that change because you know it, it is it's it's nice to see that that we've had we have legends like you who. But you, but you ha- you went to Harvard. You had to go to Harvard. Bruce Arena had to go to Cornell to be where they are now, and that shouldn't have to be the 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 requirement or the prerequisite to have a successful career in soccer. Again, you know, my, my, my urging for all of us in the soccer universe is, is let's do it together. Let's not, yeah. be, you know, the bickering and the fragmentation is ridiculous. We get it with the league, right? I played for the Cosmos and, and, 
and everybody is fighting about promotion, relegation, Major League Soccer. Stop it. We're all in this for the same reason. We love the game. It, it's good for us as adults. It's great for kids, boys and girls. Let's not let let's pull together. I don't like what I call uh, performance activists. Right. Yeah. You know, talk and, and, and media bites and social media. Let's go out and do something. Be preactive uh, and go do something. Don't talk about it. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like we gotta we gotta uh, talk the talk the talk, right? We have to walk the walk as well. It's uh, yeah. Uh, but thank you again for for sharing that because it's awesome to to hear that. All right, another fun show in the books. Thank you yeah. so much, Shep Messing, that the legendary Amazing. Shep Messing, uh, for joining us uh, today. It's been an absolute honor, Shep. Is there anything you want to let people know about before we sign off? Well, thanks for having me, guys, and uh, I'll come back anytime. I. I do uh, support some causes that I like, and and one you guys are aware of. We did did a thing for South Bronx United. That's right. A tremendous, tremendous school education, uh, helping kids in life, academics, and soccer. So, South Bronx United. I'm a big supporter of America Scores, another national organization that does tremendous work, really using poetry and soccer as a way to engage kids. So I'm a big fan of uh, America's scores and I have a podcast. Uh, You guys are my heroes. So I started my own podcast and it's, uh, (laughs) it's called believe. We were your Bruce arena. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Believe B L E A V believe in soccer, the Shep messing daily cast so that's okay. it for me guys all right check all that Thank stuff you. out and and uh we've worked with uh, south bronx united we're also uh, we've worked with uh america scores as well we've hosted tournaments and we're hosting a virtual fundraiser for them in a couple of weeks uh so we're we're in the same circles we're trying to you know we're following the lead of chef messi so thank <laughs> you right. for laying that path out for us uh all Wait right for everybody. our viva show shoot <laughs> <laughs> it's coming soon. Okay, nice duo, okay. duo spread. <laughs> this is too much. Uh, uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure you follow us at Soccer Cooligans on all social media platforms. Uh, follow us on Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash Soccer Cooligans. Uh, and make sure you follow Fubo Sports on all socials and subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for all episodes of the program. Uh, all right, everybody, let's end the show the way we normally do, as is traditional. So for Shep Norman Messing, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Leonardo Guerreros. <laughs> and together, what are we? The Cooligans!